Hello, community. What's up? Happy New Year. If you're listening to this in real time, I hope you made it through Christmas and New Year's for that matter. Those of you who were able to take Christmas Day and New Year's Day off, soak it up. That doesn't happen every day. Two weekends off in a row. Obviously, there was some work to be done for that to happen, but yeah, you're fortunate. Just a a good idea to file away in your brain in the category of my leadership really cares about me to allow for those days to be off. And if you're one of those who happen to be working on those days, it doesn't necessarily mean your leadership doesn't care about you, but hopefully there's some strategy behind it and you were able to get some good time off in spite of working those two days. Anyway, whichever camp you fall into, you made it. It's 2023, which is hard to believe. Excellent work. And hopefully you've given yourself permission to recover and rest. I use up a ton of adrenaline in December and it can really be difficult to come down off of that high. And so it can also kind of get depressing to work that hard and then just have it to be over with nothing to do. And hopefully now that you've got some time back in your schedule, maybe, yeah, take it easy. Take a nap, hang out with your family, maybe revisit some of the Philo Advent that you missed on version. And, you know, for the version content, you know, it's all pointing to Christmas, which is about Jesus, which is about what we're into. And all those are really great biblical teachings and good things to be thinking about. And they're taught by people like you and me who are doing production work in the local church. So use it to help center yourself or recenter yourself after the heavy lift of Christmas and as you enter into a new year. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. We're here to help you become more effective so that your church can become more effective and hopefully to reach its full potential and your full potential for that matter. And we do that through stuff like this podcast, the Philo Advent Devotional, our book, I Love Jesus, But I Hate Christmas, and the Philo Conference. And for the Philo Conference, we're about five weeks away from the ticket price going up. So now is a good time to get some in-person tickets for you and your team to come to Philo in Chicago or to buy your team some streaming tickets. That that works too. We're excited about what's coming. You know, it's looking like it's going to be another amazing experience and encourage you to join us for some skill development, community, and some inspiration. Speaking of the Philo Conference, our guest on the podcast today is on our Philo Conference team, helping to craft the experience for technical artists like you and around the world. She's Lindsay Van Wyke, and when she isn't helping make Philo awesome, she is the service producer at Soul City Church here in Chicago. So, Let's jump into the conversation. I'm here with my good friend, Lindsay Van Wyke. Hello. Did I say I that right? Even if it was yeah. coming out of my mouth. You did. Like Van Dyke, you, you told like, me. Yeah. Van Wyke. I had to think yep. about it. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hi, Philo. Yeah. Good so to be you're, here. This is your first time on our podcast, and it you're is. actually a newly minted member of the Philo core team. So I am. I'm so excited about it. And Todd, it's funny. I was thinking about this on my drive in. I was I always thought my first podcast was gonna be like true crime. I oh, knew yeah. it. That that was <laughs> yeah. my that's where I was gonna go. So it was a little yeah. different. So maybe we'll have to sneak that in here somewhere. Yeah, that's this is not only murders in the building. <laughs> no, uh, it's for not. Sure. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> this is oh, the opposite. Not, of that. Complete opposite. But yeah. no, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, and I'm so excited to be a part of the Philo core team. It's gonna yeah. be it's going to be a fun time. I'm yeah. already having a great time. It's going to be yeah. great. Yeah, we're super grateful you said yes and, yeah, excited for the year ahead. So, yeah, yeah welcome. Fun. So, well, Thanks. yeah, welcome to the team and to the podcast. Thanks. Maybe just tell everybody what you do right now and then maybe your story of, yeah. of how you got 
got where you are. Yeah. So I um, am currently the service and events producer at Soul City Church downtown Chicago. We are in the West Loop in the heart of the city. So it's a great church here. And I have been with Soul City working full time for about a year and a half now. But I was a high capacity volunteer Oh, man, for probably two years before that, and then have been actually going to Soul City for about six years. So it took a little time to jump (laughs) in, but I have been here from an attendee to a volunteer to a high-capacity volunteer to contractor even to (laughs) full-time. So I have played literally every role here, and it's it's – yeah, it's an amazing place. We mm. have a secret sauce here. I'm not even entirely sure what it is, but Soul yeah, it's City's, even secret to you. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I, it's the Holy Spirit sauce, obviously. Um, but it's it's great. Yeah. So that's that's a little bit of what I do and kind of how I got here. Um, yeah, which is interesting. So what like what made you qualified to be a service producer? Yeah, at a church. Yeah, that's a great question, Todd. I ask myself that. I mean, maybe on paper. Yeah, Yeah, on paper. (laughs) Yeah. So I've had a really interesting career. My career's kind of been all over the place. I went to school thinking that I was going to be a wedding planner. Okay. All right. Was a horrible idea for anyone that's (laughs) been in the wedding planning business, kind of understands um, (laughs) that it's a lot of drama. A lot of drama. Yeah, yeah. So I literally ended up interning right out of college with Willow Creek, and I did the okay. Global Leadership Summit for one year, which was fun. And I was like, nope, I, I want to do wedding planning. And I got into that for about a year and immediately regretted it. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, well, I don't know what I was thinking. And then from there, I ended up going over to Navy Pier, and I was their senior event planner for seven years, which oh, wow. gave me the opportunity to see amazing things. We did massive concerts for over 13,000 people. And so that side of things and kind of you know having the relationship with the union workers and all the tech guys there and knowing mm-hmm. how to produce a concert, I found that that was exactly what I wanted to do and that I okay. loved doing it. So it kind of got to a point where I knew I wanted to continue producing, but I also knew that I could not do 20-hour weekends anymore. (laughs) I was like, I'm too young to be this constantly tired. (laughs) (laughs) So I needed a career change. So I did. I was like, you know, I'm going to go corporate for a little bit and and rest up after seven (laughs) crazy years of no sleep. And Uh I did. And then COVID hit. And... Then Kelly Skiles, our executive pastor here at Soul City, we know each other well. We, we go way back. She actually used to be my sister's dance teacher, believe oh, it or really? not. Okay. Very <laughs> random. Very random. That is random. <laughs> yeah, but she ended up calling me, and she was like, we need a contractor that can produce services while we're doing everything virtual because we okay. have to get it. You know, We got to get it right. We have to be effective. And... I came in and added some structure, really, to how we plan our services and how they're produced in the moment. Okay. And then from there, we just ran with it. But yeah, so I kind of had that production experience in the background and the events experience. But obviously, this is just a little bit of a different take on that. Yeah. So I know a little bit about Soul City. And for those of you Mm -hmm. listening and have come to a couple of final conferences in 2019, one of your lead pastors, Jeannie Stevens, was one of our main session talks at Mm -hmm. Philo. So, and my understanding of Soul City is that structure is not the first word that would come to mind. And so 
I'm curious, just like, how did that go over? And how do you, as someone who loves structure, I'm assuming, how do you live in that kind of tension of trying to bring structure to something that tends to drive towards unstructuredness? Yeah, yeah, it definitely was a change. It definitely, when I came in, there was that tension of, no, no, this is kind of how we've done it. Mm -hmm. But I will say that our leadership knew that it was something that was necessary in that Mm -hmm. time. And so they they really just gave me full support, 100%. And I, I mean, of course, you still feel that tension every once in a while when it's like, yes, we of course want to leave space for the Holy Spirit to move. That's that's right, what we want. Sure. But we also need a little bit of structure. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we, can, we can plan for, you know, a certain amount of time for a service, but we like to give room. So really when I came in, it was, we don't need to necessarily have every single second planned right, right. and every single second like structured to a T so we know how the service is going to go. But hey, you know, this song is five minutes long. Let's add a couple more minutes and see if something happens. Let's see if the spirit moves our worship leaders mm. to to step into that and give them that somewhat a, of an organized space to do what sure. they feel yeah. so that at least the production booth isn't sitting back there sweating like, how much longer <laughs> is this song going to go on? We've got children <laughs> crying in the next room. But yeah, no, like I will say that the leadership brought me on knowing that I would bring that structure. Okay. That was the purpose of me coming in because I was the one that was going to come and say, hi, I, I, I need you to give me an actual time of how long you think your message is going to be. And here's the structures and the procedures that we're putting in place because you can't, yeah, to plan a Sunday experience, there, there needs to be a little bit of structure in my eyes, but that doesn't mean it fully takes out the spontaneity in that Holy Spirit movement. The thing about structure, I think it's real easy for it to become the primary thing Mm -hmm. or just as a tech person, I know I've been in a couple environments where the rehearsal going really smoothly became the most important thing versus mm-hmm. are we doing the service that our congregation needs? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's an interesting tension of, and maybe it's just the way life works, like to care deeply and to work really hard for a good structure, but then to be, you know, just let it go out the window if you need to also. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, I mean, have there been moments where we're just, you know, like, no, we're going to, we're going to let, we're, this is the song we have planned. <laughs> but after this message, like we have a message that might move people, you know, and you, we've seen this even at Philo Conference. I think this happened last year where yeah. Delwyn started going into a whole new song, right? And right, you're like right. back there, our, our guy on, on yeah. lyrics is back there just busting through, typing as fast as they can to find the lyrics. But we love that. We invite that mm-hmm. with, like I said, a little bit of structure. But yeah, that rehearsal time too for us is really, I mean, we have rehearsals on Wednesdays for our band, but we also mm-hmm. have a, we do a full run through Sunday mornings as well. So it kind of gives us that time to feel what the structure is, and but also gives us that time to be like, could we add a little bit? Could we, could we push a little bit more uh-huh. into what the Holy Spirit is kind of pushing us to do at this point. Thinking about how do you rehearse something that's unplanned and unstructured? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, like when you're sitting down at rehearsal, are you just Mm -hmm. kind of going through the, okay, this is the order we know. Yeah. uh, And then just like, okay, everybody, these are maybe the moments where things Mm -hmm. could happen or are you even letting things happen in rehearsal? Oh, well, we don't usually, well, it depends, I guess. (laughs) No, it's, 
really rehearsal for us is is running the bigger things, right? Like making sure that, you know, each song is starting clean and that our transitions are solid. Transitions mm-hmm. from music to speakers and speakers to videos and videos back to speakers and speakers back into music. And all those <laughs> transitions feel solid on our end so that yeah. when that time and space does come, we aren't worrying about those other things. We are actually focused right. on, okay, like we know that, you know, the last song of service we're going to give space to. And we just tell our booth, like, be ready. Be ready. There's there, right. you know, this is and we we don't necessarily plan for it, but we give the space for it. So sure. we are all prepared in case that does happen and that it looks like it was somewhat intentional, but was it? Right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that even just that idea of knowing how everything's starting and stopping mm-hmm. and how you're getting from one thing to the next. And then okay, whatever happens between those things. Yeah. You know, we're sort of ready to to go with it. Mm-hmm. And I think most, well, at least in my experience, the transitions are kind of where the wheels fall off, generally oh, speaking. Yeah. Yep. And so to rehearse those makes a lot of sense. And yeah. to stick with, yeah, because the, the song might be two minutes longer than you thought, but it's mm-hmm. still going to end the same way yep. and yep. transition to the next thing. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. Not something we plan to talk about, but yeah. The, Why not? Like, I think this is what the people want. I yes, think. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I find it interesting. I so, hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In your life, you sort of talked about kind of, you know, attending the church and then, mm-hmm. you know, volunteering and then like super volunteering and then contracting and then being <laughs> on staff. Like how did things change from step to step? Was just that a larger commitment from you or a different mm-hmm. mindset or... Mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes for those of you who can't see this, you know, just a volunteer. (laughs) Were you thinking differently about what you were doing versus like I'm now a key volunteer or a contractor? Yeah, I think once I started attending Soul City, I and realized that this is it. This is the place I belong. Mm -hmm. This is the church I've been searching for, you know, however many years old I am. We'll keep that a secret. Okay. Um, and <laughs> it's sort of like the secret sauce. Yeah, Nobody yeah, knows. Yeah, the secret yeah, right. sauce. Air quotes <laughs> as well there. Yeah. But, you know, when I found out that this is the place that I wanted to worship and this was this was my church, that's when I was like, well, I need to do anything and everything I can do to help serve this place. Mm-hmm. We here at Soul City are firm believers that we want you to be all in. You know, we want you to sit around the table and be in a small group. Mm-hmm. We want you to um, connect and get involved in the Sunday experience or outside of the Sunday experience somehow by volunteering. Mm-hmm. And really, it's that space where I was like, oh, no, I need to be more involved here. I love Mm. this. Like, I love producing. I love doing events. How can I pour everything in me Mm. out into this this church? And that's really where it started. They started contracting me for events because they knew that that's what I did. And so (laughs) I started doing that. And then they found out I did a little bit of producing. The second you say anything at Soul City about something that you're good at, they're like, oh, really? Like, let's get you involved over here, which is great because we also want to make sure that it's exactly 
what you love to do. We don't want you to serve in yeah. a way of like, Ugh, I don't really like to do this. We want you to serve in a way where you're like, oh my gosh, wasn't that awesome? That was a fun, that was a fun Sunday or that was a great event. Yeah. And so they started pulling me and producing. And then Laz, our technical director, him and I like hit it off really well. We actually used to work in events together and we had no idea oh, really? until we okay. started talking. So Laz and I hit it off really well. So then production became really easy. Okay. So really... I just loved it so much. I loved being here. The people here mm. are just unbelievable. They're like my my second family. And mm. so the more and more I started volunteering, the more and more I was just hungry for that community and to be around these people and to work with them. They make the long hours and the hard days worth it. Mm. Like so worth it. So the more and more I stepped into the volunteer role, and then the more and more it kind of started escalating into the contracting <laughs> role, I loved it because technically I w- at one point I was working a full-time job plus a part-time job here at Soul City. So I oh, was wow. doing both. And it just fed my spirit. It fed oh, wow. my spirit to know that I was creating an environment for people to come and experience God. Like that, what kind of a, that's the coolest thing ever that we get to create a space where people can actually feel the spirit moving. And it's because of, you know, what we do, which is so cool. So then when they were like, well, actually we would love for you to come full time. Mm. I did not even hesitate. Mm. I was like, yep, you got it. I am so 100% in. And like I said, it's just every single day is fun with these Mm. people. This church (laughs) is special. These people are fun. Our community is amazing. And yeah, I mean, like I said, like how cool does it get that you get to sit here and create this space for people to experience something so moving? I had coffee with a friend yesterday that uh, attends Soul City Mm -hmm. and they drive from out in the suburbs. Oh, no way. Yeah, 45 minutes or must be close to an hour. Oh, Atlanta. They love it. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great place. Like I yeah. said, it's that, it's that secret sauce. But yeah, it's it's worth it, uh, 100% worth it. So yeah, really, it was just that spirit of hunger, but also like my spirit was being fed at the same time. Like how yeah. often do you get to say that in a job? Like, right, right. oh, you know, I'm working nine to five in a corporate office. Not that there's anything wrong with that. For sure. But like how are you being fed? Like how are you being spiritually fed? Yeah. And the fact that I can do both at the same time, you know, yeah. kills two birds with one stone. <laughs> right. Oh, that's amazing too, though. I mean, because a lot of times just talking with people in the Philo community, you know, the thing we hear a lot is that I have a hard time worshiping mm-hmm. uh, at the place that I work mm-hmm. just because you're, mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to things that, you know, nobody else is so that yeah. they can be in a distraction-free environment. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you balance that? Or is it because of having, you know, corporate experience where you're not mm-hmm. getting any yeah. The content is not mm-hmm. helping. Right. To like well, at least the content's helping in this situation, but how are you able to absorb the content while you're doing your job? Totally. Yeah. Um when I first started, I found that to be a challenge to balance and to juggle that and make mm-hmm. sure that I'm getting spiritually fed, but also doing my job. Yeah. And John Jorgensen, who's our creative and teaching pastor, who mm-hmm. is my boss, who's also speaking at the Philo Conference. He is, yeah. Next May year. 2nd and 3rd. Yeah. 2023. He's going to kill it. He's yeah. going to kill it. Shout so out good. to John. Yeah. But he man, he really pushes us to find that space and to be able to step out of the booth 
and mm. to feel it. So my biggest thing lately has been during that rehearsal time on our Sunday mornings, okay. I you know, I, I work on those transitions, but the second the music starts, I'm I'm worshiping. I'm mm. I'm there worshiping because I'm in a room by myself with the band and a couple others. I mean, what other perfect time to you know right. not have to worry about if the lighting's lo- lighting looks good or we missed a you know a lyric. Right. But that's really that's where I I've been trying to step into that. But also, I mean. We just did a video a couple weeks ago for our 12th anniversary, and we got to sit. I mean, I got to sit, like all of us got to sit in a room with 12 amazing stories of faith Mm. that people have come through the doors of Soul City. And that fed my spirit like crazy to hear the stories and to meet the people of Soul City and to have them tell their stories that I know that are then going to impact others is just amazing. So it may be a little different. Right. It may be a little different than walking into a church on a Sunday like most people do and sitting down and worshiping and listening to the message and walking out and being ready for the week. Yeah. It just looks a little different for us, which yeah. I get, but it is still important to find where am I going to get spiritually fed this week? Because that's also part of the job. We also say here at Soul City, like if the mission isn't working on us, huh like the employees and our mission is, you know, leading people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. If that mission is not working on us, then we're not doing our job either. So it's about thinking about that and taking that and making sure that I'm not just working here, but the mission is also working on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. I think it's so easy to get into a trap of feeling like the church is responsible for Mm, mm -hmm. feeding me or filling Mm -hmm. me up or whatever. Yeah, because I have to work, and you know I'm. Right. But the reality is, it's it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're serving mm-hmm. at church or not, or working on the weekends or not, or mm-hmm. whoever you are, mm-hmm. it's each of us are responsible for like what are we going to do? What are we going to put in place in our lives to be spiritually fed? Right. And no one else can do it for us. No, you kind of have to advocate for yourself in that. And you know, there's times where you know I'll take off a Sunday. And am I tuning in to watch? Mm, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Because what? to be honest, I'm probably like, oh, I wonder how that transition went. Or I wonder how that went. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll find a different route on that Sunday to, mm. um, you know, I'll listen to worship. But I, I really try to make sure that that when my when I'm looking to get my spirit fed, that I'm I'm doing it intentionally. And yeah, that's on that's on me. That's yeah, on yeah. me to do that. And I think as somebody that just hearing you talk about, uh, you know, if you were tuning in that you'd be looking at the transitions and, mm-hmm. you know, how did that go or whatever. I think <laughs> for me, the fact that I couldn't go anywhere without turning off that part of myself. Oh, yeah. That, so I can't go to a concert, a, nope. you know, theater, nope. whatever. Same. Yeah. And part of it is for me was just embrace on some level embracing it. Okay. Yeah. This is who I am. I can't turn it off, but it's also not an excuse to not yeah. connect. Uh, with God in some way. And so, yeah, it's like, okay, I mean, God wired us to be this way. 100%. So, okay, what do I got to do about it? Yeah, like God gave us these gifts, right? God gave us the gifts to be able to do these things. And, you know, our, no, our brains probably don't turn off. I, I, same, I can't go to a concert. I can't go to a show. I can't even go to a wedding. I can't go to an event (laughs) without being like, oh, they probably should have had another waiter or, ooh, that's a great idea. (laughs) To the point where like my sister even now, she will go to a concert and she's like, wow, look at that rig. 
Doug. And I'm like, there, that's my girl. Yeah. That's my girl. I was like, because I say these things out loud and I'm sure I bore half the people that are with me. But yeah. no, I mean, God gave us these gifts. God, God wired, like you said, wired us this way to think this way. And yeah. that's why we're in these roles. And that's why we're here. Because not everybody has that, yeah. which is also so cool that we have yeah. we have that. But yeah, it is yeah, it is hard to we turn. We can't it off. let it be a barrier to no, connecting with absolutely God, right? not. Yeah. No, we cannot. It can't get in the way of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to say, this is going back many many years. We were mm-hmm. visiting my in laws, and they they were churchgoers, and my father in law is super excited about the church they're going mm-hmm. to, and he's super connected and. He wanted us to go, and I'm just like, oh, I'm on vacation, and I just yeah. I don't want to go. But mm-hmm. I'm going for my father-in-law. And yeah. so, and I kept thinking, driving there, I just kept telling myself, it's probably going to be awful from a production <laughs> standpoint. It will not be good. Hmm. And help me just get over it. You know, so I just <laughs> yeah. kept repeating that to myself. Help me get over it. I'll, yeah. the, the whole drive there. And I want to say, in the middle of the, the service, I'm realizing, like, I'm probably worshiping more authentically than I have yes. in a long time. Yes. And it's because yes. I just kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh my gosh, God can move. Yeah. When there's feedback or yeah. the mix stinks. Yeah. Or- yeah. No, I, I actually went, I grew up in the Christian Reformed Church and I went to a, a church out in West Chicago. And when I tell you, literally, I think there was, growing up, I think there was one projector screen. Yeah, okay. One. I think there still maybe is only one. But we went back, you know, a couple of months ago to visit, and I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy, here we go. (laughs) But like you said, I walked in and was like, wait, I don't have to worry about lyrics really because there are no lyrics. (laughs) There are like we're reading from, you know, we got the hymnal books out. You know, we're we're kind of back to those – old times of, you know, but that's how, you know, church used to be, you know, church used to do that. But yeah, sometimes you, when you disconnect and you stop thinking about it, that's when you connect the most sometimes, which is just crazy. I think it's so interesting too. That experience for me just got me thinking about, I think it's so easy in creating, I'm going to call it modern Mm -hmm. church services Yeah, that we're trying to uh, more haze, more effects, <laughs> more uh, yeah. moving lights, more LED screens, like, and not not so much for the sake of more, but trying. How can we more effectively tell the story? How can we make rehearsal go smoother? How can we, you know, just all these things that are making us uh, make choices that we are about how our church services look and yeah. and to you know then go to this you know very low tech hymnal mm-hmm. only yeah. You know, that are we overdoing it? Are we overthinking mm-hmm. it? Are we, you know, maybe on some level, it's exactly what our church needs, you know, the level yeah. of production oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. But also, I just, fr- from experience, you know, it's like, I love, uh, you know, a good lighting ballyhoo as much as the next yeah, person. right. And if I'm only thinking about, oh, okay, how mm-hmm. can I get a good lighting effect in here? I'm maybe yeah. missing, missing the missing point. Missing the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And there's, you know... Every single person worships differently. Yeah. And they're moved differently. So mm-hmm. whether that's because the Holy Spirit haze, as we call it, you know, is moving <laughs> and the lights look great and you get the goosebumps, you're like, oof, maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that's what I'm here for. <laughs> but it's, you know, everybody worships differently. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it so cool is you have your 
your options. Would you want to go to a Sunday concert or would you like to go to a, you know, Sunday uh, stripped down acoustic set? Sure. You, know? yeah, you, yeah. you have the options, which is always, which is always fun. I always yeah. love to see it all. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so interesting. Mm. Christian reform. Good times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Every single person in our church was Dutch. Uh, we oh, every, yeah. Uh, like 100% Dutch. We were like, this is very interesting looking into your heritage, right? It's just <laughs> everybody, everybody. So you've been at Soul City as a full-time staff person for a year and a half. Yeah. That's a lot of change. Just like, yeah, yeah, just maybe even in our economic times, you know, just like Mm. things are changing like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like how has that been for you? And as somebody that's kind of leading the weekend experience for a team of people, like how how have you dealt with kind of some of that change? Yeah. I mean, I think right now we're kind of in a time of, post-COVID realities of, okay, what what is this new post-COVID world that we're mm-hmm. living in and what does church look like? But yeah, I mean, going from 2020 where there was, you know, everything was just virtual, going to mm-hmm. 2021 where things were virtual, like you started virtual and then we were in person and then we weren't in person and then we were back in person, but masks, no masks, guest masks, no masks, guest right, masks, right. <laughs> everything. Yeah, it, it was a lot of change and it continues to be a lot of change, mm-hmm. even in the reality that we're living in now, there's consistent change. I personally like change. I think it makes you stronger. Sure. Okay. And I always welcome change because things, if you're stagnant, that doesn't necessarily mean you're growing. So to me, when I see change, I welcome it. I get excited Mm. and I try to get my volunteers to rally behind that. Okay. Like for example, I know we talked about this a little, uh, a couple months ago, but we had to change our entire rehearsal schedule due to noise complaints in the area, oh, which right. is, yeah. you know, like I said, Sunday morning concert. So we pretty much have 45 minutes on a Sunday morning to do our entire rehearsal and sound check. Oh, wow. Which is, is not a lot of time. And, you know, at first our volunteers looked at us like, what are you saying <laughs> to me right now? Like, you know, deer in the headlights. Right. We have 45 minutes to do what? And, you know, sitting in that uncomfortable space of change, mm-hmm. especially as a leader, you kind of have to just lead by example. Be like, no, this is great. We're going to nail yeah. it. We're uh-huh. going to get it done. I believe in all of us. And to also know that within that change, things are going to happen. You know, problems are going to come up. Sound check may right. not go great. Yeah. We may have some issues, but then having that grace to go with it and mm-hmm. giving ourselves that grace, you know, change takes time. Change isn't going to, you know, be in place next day and everything go perfect. That's never yeah. really the way it's going to go. So for us is to just, you know, to just tackle that change and be like, let's do it together. Like, we, let's do it together. Let's rally mm-hmm. behind each other and have the grace for everybody to know that this may not go exactly the way we had planned, but that's okay. That's totally fine because it's change and we're going to get there. So, yeah, I mean, on a consistent basis here and at Soul City, like across the staff, we have consistent changes now. And I know you and I talked, our Laz Rios, our technical director, is leaving us. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, I've cried enough about it. So, you know, it's 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 really sad, but it's change that I'm excited for him. I'm excited for us. What does this, you know, next step bring? Because again, change always brings 
new, you know, new adventure, new, new right. people, new space, new challenges. And to me, that's always exciting. Yeah. But it's also explaining that to your, to your volunteers <laughs> and not, you know, coming in on a Sunday morning, like just as panicked as they are, because that's not going to help. Right. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you're running around like a chicken with your head chopped off and they see you doing that, they're going to just be like, oh my gosh, the ship is going here. down. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> this is not yeah. going well. So to have, you know, to just have that mindset going into it and, yeah. and get your volunteers to rally behind the change and not be scared of the change and to mm-hmm. be okay with sitting in the uncomfortable. That's, I think, over the past handful of years with COVID, we've had to really learn how to sit in that uncomfortable sure, space right. and to hold that tension by ourselves and with others and to know that we're leading a team on a Sunday morning. You know, it, it's just, it's important to you know, to just accept the change and hold it together. Yeah, yeah. Before we started recording, we were talking about how you lived in Amsterdam yeah. uh, for four years. Mm-hmm. Like just experiencing something that out of the box as far as like what you're used to and total change, different yeah. language, different culture, oh, yeah. different everything that you you kind of have to learn how to, okay, well, we're just going to roll with this and figure it out as we go. Yeah. I think so many of us don't have the you know, haven't had that opportunity. So Mm, yeah, probably something like that really prepared you well for dealing with change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, picking up your life as, you know, a freshman in college and piecing out, knowing anybody (laughs) and everybody that you knew and going to a completely different country. Yeah. It kind of forces you into it and you kind of have to. Yeah. That's for sure. (laughs) The other thing I thought of is, I don't know where I heard this. It feels like a Mark Twain kind of a, Mm -hmm. a quote but I'm not actually going to quote them. It's just like an idea that I'm (laughs) thinking of that if you have a white fence, Mm. it's going to change. It's either going to, the paint's going to start chipping off Mm -hmm. or you can paint it again. Yeah. Like, so either uh, both of them involve change. So like doing nothing about it, things are changing. Yeah. Doing something about it, is also changing it, but it's changing it the way that, you know, you're making a plan. And so I just love that idea of the change maybe is a little bit out of our control, Mm -hmm. but what we do about it is the, is the key. Yeah. And how you react to that. Cause like you said, even like financially things are different. Like our budget's not the same as it was last year, you know, but also preparing and communicating with leadership and with our people that, you know, change is here and this is kind of how we're handling it and this is how we're going to move forward with it. No, you know, our Christmas may not be as big as it was in 2019, you know, or vice versa. And I feel like a lot of people are in that situation right now. Like, oh my gosh, our Christmas is smaller this year or not to the scale that we're used to or anything of that sort. I think everybody's kind of sitting in that space of that, like I said, that uncomfortable space of, oh, things are different. But things are going to be different. We went through a global pandemic. Church is not the way that it used to be. I I look around our community, and I was was telling somebody the other day, I was standing in the lobby after a service, and I did not recognize probably over 75% of the people in that lobby. (laughs) We are getting so many new people, which is amazing, and it's so great. But I just look at it. I'm like, this is, you know, you look at your space, you look at the people, you're like, it's so different than it was pre-COVID. Yeah. And that makes sense. We're allowed to have change and we're allowed to have that moment of panic of, oh my gosh, everything's changing and I don't yeah. like it. But it's inevitable. Like you said, it's going to happen. 
because yeah. you can't you can't grow if you don't change. And yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. But like you said, yeah, you either handle it the right way or you or you panic or you let the you know you let the fence kind of wither away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, my neighbor uh, the other day was, yeah, he's like, I'm tired of this fence. And, oh. you know, in his own yard, yeah. maybe he had a dog pass away or something. Mm. So he's like, I don't need the fence yeah. anymore. And, yeah, he just, like, pushed it over. Like, it just, oh. <laughs> you know, it was, like, barely standing up You're like, all. that's one way to do like, it. Okay. Yeah, you have not been taking care of this fence. <laughs> no. but okay. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good to know. Good to know I could have kicked it over this whole time. <laughs> right, right. And the dog could have just, like, yeah, walked through right, it. Right, yeah, right no through problem. it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I love it. Oh, uh, I'm not sure what that has to do with anything, but yeah. But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good story. Yeah. It's a good story. So thank you so much for joining yeah. us today. This has been, yeah, a great conversation. Uh, we didn't even get to your love of the Chicago Bulls, which oh, I figured would goodness. come up at some point. Oh, but, my uh, goodness. The Chicago Bulls are my yeah. everything. That's a different podcast, maybe. That's a de- uh, yeah, yeah, that's my other crime, podcast. True crime, true crime and Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Bulls. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. It'll, I can see it becoming a hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe a true crime about the Chicago Bulls. Ooh, We'd have to I feel like that that's out. something to dig into. Yeah, okay. I love that, Todd. Thanks for the idea. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah. yeah, looking forward to working with you this year. Yeah, you too, Todd. Thanks for having me. One, two, three, four. I love the idea in our conversation about going through change together. I thought the phrase, this may not go as planned, and that's okay. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's such a great leadership move with a volunteer team, especially knowing us production people and how we think. We don't want to make a mistake or get in the way of someone's church experience. And to have a leader take some of the pressure off by saying, hey, let's roll with this change and see what happens. It's such a great way of taking the pressure off. I also like how as a leader, you don't have to deny that change is hard, you know, to acknowledge it and tackle it together. I just love that. All right. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to 2023. And here at Philo, we're cooking up a few goodies that I can't wait to tell you about. But until that happens, don't forget to register for the Philo Conference, which is on May 2nd and 3rd at Willow Creek Church in the Chicagoland area. And the ticket prices go up on February 15th. So make sure you get your tickets now while they're still as cheap as possible. Just as a way of keeping up to date on all that we have cooking up for you, follow us on social media at Philo Community on Facebook and Instagram and at Philo Conference on Twitter. Maybe even consider subscribing to our newsletter on philo.org or maybe subscribing to this podcast to stay up to date on all the things Philo in 2023. All right, that's it. See you next time.